This is Radio Boston. I'm Simone Rios. We start today with Steward Health. Lawmakers and regulators are demanding answers from the company whose financial troubles have put the future of several Massachusetts hospitals in jeopardy. It's a complicated story, but it matters to the future of health care in the state. Here to walk us through it, WBUR reporter Deborah Becker. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Deb, what is Stewart Health and how did it rise to become one of the most powerful hospital operators in the state? Well, uh, Stewart's one of the largest uh, for-profit hospital hospital operators in the nation. Uh, So it's got about three dozen hospitals in eight states, including Massachusetts, nine here in Massachusetts. So Stewart started a deal with the Caritas Christi healthcare system and the private equity firm Cerberus. This was how Stewart was created uh, through the Caritas-Cerberus merger. And basically, Stewart would oversee the Massachusetts hospitals initially and expand nationally and internationally. Okay, so lots of hospital systems have struggled in the wake of covid um, why are the problems particularly bad at Stewart? Well, well, Stewart said uh, that it, largely its financial issues are because of low reimbursement rates for publicly insured patients. Stewart says in Massachusetts, seventy percent of its patients are covered by Medicaid and Medicare, and the rates to care for them that they get from the government are much lower than uh, for commercially insured patients. So they cannot continue to provide care without. Uh, improved reimbursement rates. The company's also cited increased health care for the influx of migrants and says that that has added to its expenses. Interesting. And, and But these are factors that every hospital is, is facing. Deb, um, you and others have reported on conditions uh, at the steward hospitals. Uh, talk to us about how patients are are being affected. Well, we've heard from patients and from workers uh, about the quality of care at hospitals. Workers are very concerned. Stewart employs about 16,000 people in Massachusetts. They're concerned. Vendors have complained uh, that they haven't been getting paid. Uh, And there have been several lawsuits filed against Stewart, particularly over the past three years for not paying many of its bills. Uh, The Boston Globe did report that a woman died at St. Elizabeth Medical Center Uh, raising questions about whether a medical device might have helped save that woman because that device was not available because equipment had been repossessed because Stewart wasn't paying its bills. So we should say that the state last week did say that it is closely monitoring all Stewart hospitals, in some cases daily, to make sure that uh, the quality of care is protected. Okay, so from the beginning um, when Stewart was formed, which you were touching on before, there was sort of a, a criticism of the fact that, that this was a for-profit company. And th- by the way, it's something they actually tout on their website, that they pay taxes, uh, unlike nonprofit hospitals that, that might not pay as much. But Steward is backed by private equity, correct? Well, well Steward's a private company, which is different. Uh, so it's not, it doesn't have to release its financial mm. information. So we do know that it's backed by a real estate investment trust, and it is no longer affiliated with Cerberus. That was the private equity firm that helped create Steward back in 2010. Okay. Um, if you could help us understand Steward's arrangement with this real estate trust. So the, the company is Medical Properties Trust, or MPT. Yeah, yeah. It, it's complicated. So... So uh, in 2016, Stewart sold its hospital real estate to MPT, and it was a leaseback deal where Stewart would get an infusion of cash for its real estate, and then it would pay rent 
to MPT in exchange, but Stewart would continue to operate the hospitals. In January, MPT said that Stewart owes it $50 million in back rent. And aside from the back rent, it had also loaned Stewart tens of millions of dollars. And I spoke with analyst Rob Simone. He looks at real estate investment trusts for the firm Hedgeye in Connecticut. And, and he thinks that this announcement from MPT is really a major issue for Stewart. Let's listen. The only reason why Stewart is failing right now, in my view, and the math kind of bears it out, is that MPT cannot afford to loan any more money to Stewart. Simone says basically because of MPT's issues, Stewart is in deep financial distress. And MPT might be in some trouble, too, if they're out so so much money. Um, How does MPT say that it's going to try and collect? this back rent from Stewart? Well, it doesn't specify. The announcement that MPT issued uh, indicated that it expects Stewart will have difficulty paying its debts. Okay, so let's move into the bigger picture for Stewart because this is a, a very ambitious company, at least it was uh, when it got off the ground. Is it fair to say that in this dealing with, with MPT in terms of selling their property and then and then leasing it back, um, that that Stewart was levering, le- leveraging its Massachusetts hospitals to expand nationally, and the gambit backfired. Well, I, I think that it's all of Stewart's hospitals. It's not just Massachusetts. I think many of the folks that I spoke with, and of course, it's unclear uh, about Stewart's history and all of the factors that are involved, and there are likely many. But the folks that I spoke with seem to believe that Stewart's problems are are uh, probably because it wanted to expand too quickly, basically, and and its plans were just too ambitious. Yeah. Okay. So you've been reporting on Stewart's CEO, uh, Ralph Delatore, um, a man with deep Massachusetts ties, a cardiac surgeon. Um, he's facing increasing scrutiny over his role in Stewart's missteps. Talk to us about who Delatore is and how he rose to prominence in the healthcare space. Right. Uh, Delatore is 57 years old. Um, he was hired to take over the struggling uh, Six Catholic Hospital Network, Caritas Christi. He was the one who was uh, involved in the uh, partnership with Cerberus Private Equity that then created Stewart, and he was put at the helm of Stewart, took over more Massachusetts and other national uh, hospitals, and he has been known as a healthcare leader, and he was uh, very highly regarded uh, to start. He was a widely admired uh, cardiac surgeon at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, and uh, he was considered a healthcare leader who was really committed to making sure that vulnerable patients were were getting care in their communities. Okay, and so he rose to the top of the industry. Um, You spoke to some of his former allies, some of the people who helped him get to the position that he's in. Um, what are some of these former allies of Dilatory saying about him in the wake uh, of Stewart's troubles? Perhaps uh, the the most uh, significant comment came from Jack Connors, who is a philanthropist and former advertising executive in Boston. He actually introduced Dilatory to the people looking for the next Caritas leader. He's credited with putting uh, Dilatory on the path to become a healthcare executive. And uh, Connors said, you know, he's, quote, beyond disappointed, and he feels that Delatory has made wealth a priority instead of patient care. Here's a little bit more of what Jack Connors said. This is a place where people come from around the world to learn how to help other people. 
And that's what I thought Ralph wanted to do, and I was mistaken. I'm kind of sick about it. And we, we should point out, uh, Simone, that others say that despite these stories about Ralph DeLatore and his ostentatious, ostentatious symbols of wealth, like a $40 million yacht and other things, uh, that he did, in fact, preserve these hospitals that were part of Caritas Christi, and these hospitals are still running and now have to be stabilized. Okay, so that's part of his legacy, his continuing legacy. Correct. It's not just the $40 million yacht. Um, but could this mess, going to uh, the state level, the regulatory situation, could the steward mess help further define how hospital operators are regulated in the future in Massachusetts? Well, that's what many people are saying. Uh, they're they're hoping for not just Massachusetts, but members of Congress are saying that this situation should prompt better regulations. And of course, the state is in talks with Stuart right now, uh, and there are a variety of options being considered, whether that's bankruptcy for Stuart, uh, whether the state takes over hospitals, maybe some of them are divided among other hospital operators. A lot of things being discussed right now and a lot of financial uh, dealings that I can't claim to understand at the moment. And Deb, talk a little bit about what we know of the future of Stuart in Massachusetts. Is this company here to stay? What's next? Well, I think we will see a different at least a different steward, if not steward gone entirely. And steward says this. Last week, steward released a statement. It said it is committed to keeping its Massachusetts hospitals uh, open for now, but it has reached a financial deal, and it is in talks with others about a transfer of ownership of some of its facilities. So there will be a change. Uh, we just don't know what that is yet. Okay, and, and leaders in Massachusetts, elected officials, regulators, what are they saying about Stewart? I think uh, they're saying that uh, they're, some are expressing disappointment. Some are expressing the need for increased regulation, a, a look at how we fund health care, how people are allowed to invest in health care. And uh, they're, they're saying that uh, at least the state health officials who are in charge of this, they're saying that they are committed to preserving jobs and protecting health care throughout the state as best they can. But this, of course, as you know, Simone, is a time where the entire hospital system in Massachusetts is is under stress and would have difficulty absorbing uh, anything if Stewart were to close. And Deb, um, tell us about what you'll be watching for next. You're continuing to cover this story. What, what's coming from right. your desk? I think we're continuing to wait for more details from Stewart about what this financial deal is and what it might mean and what types of negotiations might be going on for a potential transfer of ownership of any of its medical facilities and how that could change the healthcare landscape in Massachusetts. Okay, well, WBUR reporter Deborah Becker, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome.